0: Does the idea of being part of a small, dedicated group of entrepreneurs all focused on massive growth excite you? Well, if so, I'm happy to report that my Inner Circle Mastermind, otherwise known as the Round Table, where I work throughout the entire year with just 10 entrepreneurs, is kickstarting another year in January 2019. Not only that, but I'll be hosting and working with both a UK and a USA group this coming year. So if you're all about more access, more structure, more accountability, and ultimately more success, then this is the mastermind group for you. Now, this is the group of people that I work closer with more than any other throughout the year, and I'd love to welcome you if there's a good fit. So head over to chrisducker.com forward slash roundtable and apply Today, and me and my team will get back to you. Now, on with today's episode. This is Upreneur FM, the official podcast of the Upreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 315 of Youpreneur FM. Yes, you're in the right spot if you are a personal brand entrepreneur wanting to do business based around you, your personality, your experience, and the people that you want to serve and call customers. I'm your host, Chris Ducker, as always, and it's great to be with you. We're going to go back in the past, actually. In fact, actually, the reason why we're going back a little bit is because tomorrow, obviously, I'm recording this a little ahead of schedule because I'm smart like that. But tomorrow, 350 plus entrepreneurs from all around the world will be descending upon the Queen Elizabeth II Convention Center in London for the second annual Upreneur Summit. I couldn't be more excited about the thought of doing this event again this year. And um, I'm kind of decided to go back into last year's keynote vault and give you a little bit of a treat. The fantastic Carrie Green uh rocked the stage last year in regards to how to condition yourself for success. And she told she told some great stories and told us how she had envisioned herself being on the Youpner Summit stage amongst other things last year and what she did to not only condition herself for those things, those things to actually take place, but also to make sure that they took place as well. It's a really good 30 or so minute session from Carrie. I know you're going to love it. I'm going to roll it right now, but I will preface this by saying, obviously, it's a live recording. The audio is great, but you might hear some laughter and some cheers and things like that in there as well. But I know you're going to thoroughly enjoy it. And if you want to be at next year's Youpreneur Summit, we'd love to have you, obviously. Hop over to youpreneursummit.com and get on the wait list right now. You'll be the first to know when we do some super early bird ticket releases early next year. All right, enough of me. I'm going to go and get ready for tomorrow's which isn't really tomorrow, it's like two weeks in advance, but you know what I mean. I'm gonna go get ready for the event. Enjoy Carrie. Bye. I want you to please be very, very upstanding for the beautiful and the incredibly smart Carrie Green, everybody.
1: Hello. Can everyone hear me? Yes. Um, I really wanted to just say, actually, I think we should all give Chris a massive round of applause, because how amazing it that we have an event like this in the UK? (laughs) Um, So sometimes I like to start my talks with this little experiment. So if you have seen me talk before, or you've read my book, or you've seen my TED talk, you might know what I'm about to do. So, Um, But in order to do this experiment, I need a volunteer. So um, I. Uh, no, I'm not actually going to pick anyone. Um, it's just whoever comes to the stage first. Oh, he made it first. Oh. Where? Where's? Oh, Hi, Thomas. It's wonderful to meet you. Thank you for volunteering. Um, where's Chris that volunteered yesterday? You're going uh, to be sorry that you didn't volunteer for me today. You wanted to get somebody yesterday. I heard you say it on stage and I remembered. So this is for you. £10. Oh, thank you. You don't have to do anything else. That's it. Everyone give them a massive round of applause. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Um, I know this is really random, you're like, what the heck was that? Um, let me get my slides. That's, this is my talk. That's my talk as well, that was weird. Um, but anyway, I have a question for you, it's very important, and it's this. Why didn't you volunteer? Why didn't you volunteer? What stopped you from getting up here? When I asked for a volunteer, what was actually going through your head and what, what, why did you decide not to volunteer? Does anyone want to share anything? I didn't know what you were asked, I didn't know what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. anyone else? A, I want a piece of fruit. So that's a really good point. You really don't want a piece of fruit. Um, <laughs> so when I do this experiment, I find that people fall into typically one of three groups, or sometimes all three groups. So the first group of people are the fear people. So these are the people that when I asked for a volunteer, they started thinking things like, oh my gosh, what is she going to get us to do? She's not even really said anything, I don't know who she is. So I don't want to get up there and embarrass myself and look like a fool. And people in the front might have been like, please don't look at me. Like, you know, when you don't want to make eye contact because you think maybe it'll hide you. (laughs) Um, Who is in that category of people, if you're being really honest? Okay. So the second group of people, these are the people that maybe you did want to volunteer, um, but you kind of just thought, what's the point? Because maybe you were so far at the back, or you're over at the side, or there was something that was in your way and stopping you. So you thought, what is the point in me doing this? Anyone in that group? where you thought, maybe, but okay. And then the final group of people, this group of people are the people who uh, just couldn't be bothered. Like, you just couldn't be bothered to move. <laughs> You thought someone else will do it. Anyone else thought this? (laughs) Um, I love this experiment so much because it demonstrates so well the power of our minds. The fact that what you were thinking the moment I asked for a volunteer is what determined the decision you made. And therefore, if you decided you weren't going to volunteer, you missed out on the opportunity to win £10. But it's not just in opportunities uh, like this, like, uh, well, experiments like this, that people miss out. People are missing out all the time on on achieving the most amazing things because of what is going on in their heads. And because we all know this, but what we are thinking and what we are feeling on the inside is what is determining the decisions we make. And the decisions we make determine the actions we take. And the actions we take literally determine our entire lives. And as entrepreneurs, we are making decisions every single day. That is what we do, we make decisions, no one's making decisions for us. So we have to make really, really, really good decisions. And so while learning about Facebook ads and all of that stuff is amazing, you know, marketing strategies, all the things you've been learning about over the past, like today and yesterday, all that stuff is so, so important. And I love all of it and I integrate it into my business. But there is nothing that is going to get you to where you want to be more than yourself. You are the only person that can get you there. And the thing for entrepreneurs is that, entrepreneurial journey is is a crazy one it is utterly crazy so on the one hand we have all these amazing opportunities and possibilities the fact that we can build a multi-million pound business impacting millions of people literally from our bedrooms if we want is insane and I know this because when I first started the female entrepreneur Association I started making videos and I actually made the videos from a spare bedroom in my parents house and one part of the bedroom was an absolute disaster of a bedroom Room, and then this one corner was my FEA studio. Um, And this is where I did my videos. And I was once doing this Periscope Live, and it was the first one I had ever done. And I was sat there in my FEA studio doing my Periscope Live. And I got to the end of it and quickly realized that I had no idea how to end it. And so I started to tap on the screen, not knowing that tapping on the screen actually flipped the camera. <laughs> and then everyone could see I was in this shit tip of a room. <laughs> it was awful. So you literally can build a wildly successful business from a messy bedroom. Um, and I think the funny thing is as well, now we live in this world with those online business uh, entrepreneurs where we literally live in this rectangle. We meet people in the rectangle, we exist in it. And when I'm saying this, I mean it's our laptops because we meet people, we all meet people on these live calls, we do these live workshops, these live videos. So basically, what that means is that we only ever have to get dressed from the top half up because only people only ever see that part of us. You know, so you might do a work- workshop and you think, I'll put a nice top on, I'll sort my face out. No one's going to see my bottom half, so why bother? This one time, though, I was doing this Facebook Live and um, I put a nice top on, sorting my face out, I was doing this Facebook Live and um, I was looking after my sister's dog at the time and halfway through the Facebook Live the, um, the, the doorbell rang and the dog started to go mental and I had only dressed from my top half up. I was wearing something ridiculous on the bottom half, I think I was wearing my pyjama bottoms or something really stupid. So the dog runs to the door barking her head off and I was thinking bloody hell shut up, I cannot move. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And so I thought I'd just give it a minute, like, ha ha ha, the dog's barking. Um, anyway, she didn't stop. So I had to get up and slowly walk away from the laptop. <laughs> I was like, this is so embarrassing. And I got back to the laptop and then everyone else said, ha, 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 this is so funny because everyone else lives in the exact same world when no one gets dressed on the bottom half. It's so funny, it's ridiculous. And it literally makes me feel like this. Like how insane, we live. We, we can do this stuff. We can build these amazing businesses in our bloody pyjamas if we want. I think, why does the rest of the world not know this stuff? So I feel like this a lot of the time. But then on the other hand, it's like this emotional roller coaster where we have all these ups and downs one moment we're amazing and the next minute we feel like our head's gone through the blender we look like this guy <laughs> like how many times have you felt like this where you've just been so overwhelmed and you feel like you're frustrated you're struggling you don't know how to get to where you want to get to that's very distracting I'll just move to the next slide um, <laughs> um, but you don't know you feel confused and lost and there's points where you feel in absolute despair because you wonder, can I really get to where I want to be? You have these ideas, and maybe it's the idea to start the business, or maybe it's an idea to grow the business, and all these ideas we have as entrepreneurs. And for so many of us, they just stay ideas because we can't figure out how to get out of our own way in order to actually make it happen. We look at other people, like Chris has talked about so many times, like the people who are up here and up here and up here, and we feel like we're all the way down here feeling A, a failure because we're comparing ourselves to them and then B we're looking at them thinking how on earth am I going to be able to get myself up there? Like how am I actually going to be able to do it? And so we end up just feeling utterly stuck and this is exactly how I was feeling in 2009. So at the time I was building this online business which I had started in 2005 and it was actually really successful. It was um, mobile phone unlocking which is as fun as it sounds. I was miserable. (laughs) I was so unhappy and I felt like there was something more for me to be doing. There was more I had to give. And a year earlier, I'd come up with this idea to create this online platform for female entrepreneurs because I felt so lonely. Like Chris mentioned it before, being an entrepreneur is so bloody lonely. And I didn't know any, I didn't have any girlfriends that I could chat to about business stuff. And sometimes I just wanted a glass of wine and I wanted to just Like, blurt it all out, like everything about being an entrepreneur and how crazy it was. And I also felt like there wasn't actually very much for women because everything I was learning was very masculine. And while I loved it and I appreciated it, I just wanted some pink. Like, I personally just really wanted that. (laughs) So I'd had this idea and I was excited about it. But then at the same time, this transition, I suppose, into a youpreneur, made me feel so unbelievably vulnerable. I started to think at the time this 20-something-year-old, who am I to do this? Like, who is going to come and listen to me say this? I'm not good enough. This little voice in my head that you all heard when I asked for a volunteer started talking to me and started saying, you're not going to be able to make this happen. And so the months and the years rolled by and this idea that I had to create something and to do more and to be more just stayed an idea because I kept playing small and it got to 2011 bearing in mind I had the idea in 2008, 2011 rolls around and I was just so fed up, I was utterly, I was so pissed off with myself and I was rereading this book um, uh, it was called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, an amazing book if you haven't read it you have to read it and in this book Michael Gerber has this chapter called Primary Aims and in this chapter there's this exercise And I want you to all do it. You have to close your eyes. He says, imagine... You have to close your eyes. I can see people with eyes open. (laughs) (laughs) He says, imagine walking into a room and sat on the chairs are your friends and family. And as you walk down the centre of the room, you see a box. And as you get to the front of the room, you realise you are in the box and it's your funeral. And he said, what do you want people to be saying about the kind of life that you lived? About the kind of things you achieved? About the kind of person that you were? Open your eyes. Are you that person? For me, I knew that I categorically was not being that person whatsoever. Tony Robbins once said this amazing thing. He said, in 10 years from now, you will surely arrive. The question is where? Where do you want to arrive in 10 years' time? Where will you arrive in 10 years time? Do you even know? I had no idea. While well, I had this idea to start this business. I didn't know where I wanted it to go. So no wonder I was going around in circles. And it was at this point I realized something had to change. It was like I had my day of disgust, as Jim Rohn talks about, my day of disgust where I thought I've got to do something about this. And so I decided that I was going to create this fun little mission for myself. And it was this mission to see what was possible if I conditioned myself for success. What could I I make happen if I started to change the way I was thinking and responding to things, like what could I do, and so I called it no that 's not it, oh yeah, I was already on that slide. I called it this it was my mission success challenge, and so what I decided that I was going to do is create these like little experiments, little experiments to just, just have fun and play around with this stuff and see whether I could actually change my life whether it would actually have an impact on my life. And so, the first little experiment that I tried out was something really simple that I'm sure every single one of you in this room has done at some point, but it was to get really intentional about my success. And while I'd done it in the past, I wanted to just go over it again. I wanted to sit down and be a kid because children are unreasonable about what they want. But for some reason, when we turn into adults, all of a sudden we're conditioned to be realistic about what is possible and are we good enough and all this stuff. So I thought, what if I just had a dreaming day where I sat down and I acted like a kid and I thought about the things that I wanted for my life. And so not only did I write it all down, I put it on my vision board and I stuck it out so I could see it all. I took stuff and printed it off and I put it in this gold box I'd created. I was doing all this stuff to get so clear on the life I wanted to live. And so I started to think, you know, I really do want to build a business where I can impact people in a positive way, Some, doing something that I love, something that lights me up. And I thought, I have an idea in the closet for that that I really need to start focusing on. I also thought that I want to be able to build a business. I can work from wherever. I can travel wherever so I can create the freedom. I thought I want to be, I, I literally got clear on the magazine magazines I wanted to be featured in, I got the logos, I put them down as seen on, as seen in, and like the TV shows I wanted to be on, Lorraine Kelly, I still haven't made it there yet. Um, but like all these different things, I was just having fun exploring the possibilities, awards that I wanted to win. I started to think about financial abundance, and like what I really wanted to create, and what that meant to me, and realized that I actually did want to be a millionaire, and at the time it scared me so much because it felt so unrealistic. My first business was successful, but it wasn't that successful, and it felt like a real stretch like it felt like it was so far up here and I was so far down there that a part of me thought like that's just a bit too ridiculous but thought no because I'm dreaming and I'm doing this new thing and it's this new experiment so I was like I'm going to be a millionaire and wrote it down and then I thought you know what I'm gonna document this journey and I'm gonna write a book and I'm gonna get my book published with Hay House and so with that all written and said and done. I went out, I bought a journal, I titled it The Diary of an Entrepreneur 2011 and I set off on this incredible adventure to just see what was possible, what I could make happen and I quickly realised it was bloody hard <laughs> and um, it was literally like this roller coaster ride so I thought what am I going to do? Like how am I going to take this, these ideas and actually turn them into reality? And so I thought I need to create a daily success routine. So, this is the second little experiment that I began to play around with this concept of the fact that success is not an accident. Like, you don't look at successful people and think, they got there by accident. Like, that is not what happens. You get there on purpose. So, I realized that if I want to create success on purpose, then I need to be doing something every single day to create that success on purpose. And I came across this amazing story. It was about Muhammad Ali. The amazing Muhammad Ali. So in 1962, Muhammad had this um, uh, fight coming up with this veteran boxer, boxer, Archie Moore. And he had said, I am gonna knock Archie Moore out in round four. And Archie Moore responded saying, whatever, like I have this new technique, it's called the lip buttoner, you're not gonna beat me. So anyway, the match comes round and the fight gets underway and they start throwing punches. Round four comes round and what happens? Ali knocks Archie Moore out in round four. The coolest thing was that this was not the only time that he had successfully predicted the exact round he was gonna knock out his opponent, it happened over and over and over again. And he accredited his ability to do this to something that he called future history. So what he would do before a match, he would vividly visualize the match taking place, right from before it started, before he even got into the ring, to like walking up into the ring. He would imagine himself being in that ring with his opponent, how he was gonna feel. He would imagine the punches he was gonna throw, how the whole fight was going to play out, he would imagine the round that the person he was going to knock the person out in. He immersed himself so deeply in how he was going to feel from start to finish to the point where they lifted his arms in the air and proclaimed him the champion. So that when he got in to the day of the fight, he got into that ring, he was not only really physically prepared, he was so mentally prepared because he had won that fight in his head over and over and over again. So it was almost like his subconscious was figuring out ways for him to be able to actually do what he programmed himself to do. And I thought, this is really cool. Like if Muhammad Ali is doing this stuff, then I need to be doing this stuff too. And it's amazing because there was a study of basketball players actually, and they it took these basketball players into three groups and the first group they said, I want you to go and practice for an hour a day or something and practice um, shooting. So all you have to do is go and shoot. And they took the second group and they said, don't do anything, don't go to a basketball court, don't even pick up a basketball. All you are going to do is visualize shooting and getting it in every single time. And they took this last group of people and said, don't do anything. So it came to the end of the experiment and they took these three groups of basketball players and they got them to shoot hoops and to see which group had improved the most. So the group that had actually physically been practising every single day had improved by 24%. The people that had done nothing but visualised had, had improved by 23%, nearly as much as the people who had physically been picking up the ball and practising. And it's because of something called neuroplasticity, which is basically that the brain can't tell the difference between when you visualise something and when you actually physically go and do it. So you can literally train your brain for success by visualising. So I was like, this is mind-blowing, I need to be doing it. So I created this daily success routine, which has expanded over time and to be honest, it actually changes too because you have to be flexible. I can't actually read what my slide down here says whatsoever. Um, but, so this is just the idea is to have fun and to put things on there that are going to help you to create success on purpose in your life. So for example, for me, I'm visualizing my successful business all the time, every single day visualizing what it is that I want to create Um, and sometimes it's something um, I'm doing the same visualization every day and other times I'm visualizing other bits but it's like where you close your eyes and you immerse yourself in experiencing what you want like it's actually happening. Um, I also started to write out like who do I need to be in order to create the success that I want to create? And so I realized I have to be focused. So every day, what am I going to focus on? I knew that every day I had to take time for personal development to expand my mind and to... to Learn from other people who were creating the success in their life and doing what they were doing. Taking action, not, I used to put that on there just so it could be like not be afraid to do the things that I needed to do so I could show up and play big. Listening to inspiring music its powerful, it like really helps me. Um, care more. So many people have been talking about this here because as an entrepreneur, as all of us, all we are doing is serving our audiences. It's not about us. It's about our incredible, amazing, wonderful audience. And I realized that who I needed to be to create success every day was someone that cared more. Caring more isn't a strategy. Yes, there are strategies that you can put into place, but it comes from your heart. It comes from within. So every day, are you conscious consciously aware and saying to yourselves, how am I caring more today? How am I going to show my audience today that I love them so much and I think they're the most amazing people in the world and I just want to give them a massive hug? How are you doing that? So I realized I had to get intentional about it and then quiet time to just reflect and to journal and to then think about the things I'm grateful for. Like this could be completely different for you, but the point is to condition yourself to do things every day that will create that success. So I began to do this stuff, and my life began to drastically change. Um, I'll share with you one of the ways in which I use these things. So um, in 2012, I was nominated for this award called the Changemakers, and I really wanted to win. I was up against 25 or 26 other incredible entrepreneurs who are actually way further ahead than me in the entrepreneurial journey but I wanted to win so badly so for about a month leading up to the event every single night when I got into bed I would visualize winning this award I would close my eyes I would breathe deeply and I would imagine being on that stage. And I would imagine looking out to the crowd and seeing everyone stood there, um, sat there, as all those entrepreneurs were stood on stage waiting to hear who the winner was. And I would feel the nerves literally shooting through me as I was lying in bed. And then I'd hear the person say, and the winner is Carrie Green. And the crowd would go crazy and this excitement would flood through my body. And I knew that the winner was gonna get a helicopter mentoring session with Lord Bill who's the founder of Cobra Beer. So I would vividly imagine being taken the stage and getting into this helicopter with Lord Billamoria. He was sat to my right, I was sat here and I would imagine the questions I was going to ask him and we began to have this conversation where I'd imagine what he'd say back to me and it was funny because as the visualization went on night after night the conversation became more in-depth and we got talking about all this other stuff like I actually knew him Um, (laughs) and then there was this one moment when I turned to my left and I looked out the window and I said to myself in my head you knew you would be here and here you are And so the awards came around and I was stood up on this stage with these entrepreneurs, which was oddly exactly like I'd envisioned in my head, even though I had never been in this room before. And I felt the nerves and I heard the person say, and the winner is Carrie Green. And the crowd went crazy. And I cannot distinguish now between what I had visualized in my head and what actually happened. And we went off to the helicopter and he did end up sitting on my right. And we had these conversations exactly like I'd had in my head, like it was like he was my best friend. And I had this moment when I turned and I looked out the window and I said to myself you knew you would be here and here you are the mind is so powerful this is the moment it actually happened and um, I didn't know the photographer was taking this picture at precisely the moment that I looked out the window and I said this to myself we can achieve so much it is so incredible how powerful our minds are but that doesn't mean to say that we're not going to have struggling times and that's why we need to keep conditioning ourselves for success because while the success was happening and I just won this award and it was amazing, at the same time, I was really struggling. FEA wasn't making any money yet because all I'd focused on was building this community of amazing people. And I was rapidly running out of money. And part of me felt like such a fraud for winning because you still have that negative voice that talks to you. While those entrepreneurs were further ahead than you, you're not even making any money. Who are you to win this award? A few months after that, I actually completely ran out of money. It was the end of 2012 and Christmas was right there and I had I couldn't even afford to buy presents for my family and there was a part of me that was crumbling and just wanted to, I was thinking, can I make this happen? Am I going to be able to make this happen? And I fell back on all the strategies and this challenge and experiment that I had been, this adventure I'd been on, to, to figure it out, to get out of my own way again. And so the first thing I did was created this Guide, financial abundance guided visualization for myself where I literally recorded my voice into my computer saying visual, um, like uh, financial abundance affirmations anything that would help me to feel like it was okay and that money was going to come to me and I was opening myself up to actually receive money. So I would listen to this visualization, I stuck financial abundance affirmations literally all over my house and I made the decision that I was going to change like I did at the beginning of the journey in 2011. And within a few days of doing this stuff and making these changes, I got this email from Lewis Howes and it was just a general email that he sent out to his entire network. And um, I just for some reason opened this email, which I didn't normally do and I clicked through to this blog post, scrolled right to the bottom for some reason and he'd left this um, comment and he would left his email address to someone and so my brain instantly thought email him and I was so focused all of a sudden on how I was going to bring opportunities into my life to create money, that's what my first thought was. So I copied his email address and sent him this email saying, hey Lewis, I really love everything that you're doing at the moment. Um, My audience would love you too. If there's any way I can ever support you, let me know. It was Friday night, didn't think anything of it, went out for dinner and drinks with my friends and then thought after a few glasses of wine, I'll just check my emails quickly. Nearly fell off my chair when he'd actually replied saying, I would love to do something with you. And then I stupidly replied after too many wines, been drunk. Anyway, it worked out. And then the next week, (laughs) the next week, I had a conversation with him. And on the 20th of December, 2012, I hosted a joint venture webinar with Amy Porterfield where she shared her FB Influence program. And I made the first $2,000 for FEA. And it made me realize like when we get focused on what it is that we want to make happen, things can happen so fast, we just got to move out of our own way. And so I started to do these things for everything else. Um, I, in 2013, I wanted to start a membership site. It was the same old thing. The fear comes up, the resistance presents itself, and I had to figure out how to get over it. And so I used all of these strategies and techniques because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what price I should be charging. Would I be able to keep up with the content? How many people here want to start a membership site and keep getting stuck because they think, oh, can I keep up with all the content and should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? What should I charge? We think all these things in our heads, don't we? And it holds us back and it stops us. So I was using all Of these techniques to help me to actually do it because we know what it is that we need to do, but we just don't do it because of what is going on on the inside. And so, I started this membership site, and I did things like when I was launching, I would write down 1,200 or more amazing, lovely people join my membership site, and they absolutely love it. 1,200 or more, like over and over and over again, what I wanted to make happen. And I would hit those targets every time, mostly, um, and make (laughs) it happen because I was so focused. Where your focus goes energy flows and it is so true and so powerful and then um, since 2011 I have managed to go from being this lost stuck person in the world who didn't really know what she was doing and how she was going to make it work to literally turning every single one of my goals into reality. I have built this amazing business that I love so much, this community that are the most amazing community in the world. And I've met some of you this weekend, and it's just been so amazing, and I love it. And this life that I absolutely love. And I did write the book, and Hay House did publish the book, just like I had visioned in my head. And this is the first time that I saw it on a bookshelf, and I had envisioned this moment so many times over and over and over again. And rather embarrassingly, I bought the only copy that was available in the bookshop, So when my mum went to buy it later on, the person said, sorry, don't have any more copies. The author herself came in today and bought the only one we had. I was like, oh my God. I thought he wouldn't recognise me. I looked terrible. Um, And so all the time I get these emails in, like this one, from people who are in these situations where they are struggling and what I'm sharing is having such a huge impact on them and it makes me realise that like every single one of us here is here to serve in some way we have a message that we want to share and every single one of us needs to share it because there are so many people out there who we don't even know of that we have such a profound impact on when we have the courage to move out of our own way and to play big and to share the message that we have and this isn't just for people who are at the beginning of their journey this is for all of us at every stage of the journey so this is my dad and um, he wears a white crisp shirt a tie and a suit every single day and to look at him you would never know all the crazy stuff he's doing to condition himself for success so a couple of years ago um he told his three business partners that he was going to raise 500 million pounds in funding and they laughed their heads off at him. They were like, what are you talking about? 500 million in funding, that is insane, like that's stupid. Every single day he wrote down that he was going to do this and he would say to himself over and over again, and the reason I put this in actually is because I literally interviewed him this week and he told me this and I was so blown away by everything he shared with me. And so he said every single day, he would say to himself over and over again, thank you so much for bringing me the people I need who are going to provide unlimited funding. Thank you so much for bringing me the people I need that are going to provide unlimited funding. Over and over again, his screensaver on his phone was this affirmation and mantra to help him to focus himself. So when people said no, he kept going. Within one year, he'd raised £500 million in funding, and his business partner said to him, how did you do it? And he said, to me, he got so focused on what he wanted to make happen and he conditioned himself every single day and he's been conditioning himself every single day for such a long time that he's expanded his thinking so much. So when his business partner set the bar here, he sets the bar here and then he believes with so much conviction that he is actually going to make it happen. And that's the thing because every single person in this room, you know, we're all action takers. We've all achieved amazing things and perhaps you already do some of this stuff to some extent. And some people may think that this is... A kind of soft, fluffy topic. It's not heavy strategy or anything else. But I really think it's misplaced because when we expand our minds and we're conditioning ourselves for success intentionally, because let's face it, we get so caught up in life, we forget to do this stuff so often. But when we focus on it and we do it, where could we set the bar? Like if you're already doing some of this stuff now subconsciously, what would happen if you did it consciously? Where would you get to? What could you make happen? You could set the bar so, so so hi. so um, I don't know what time I've got left because if I've got any time left, oh I've got no time left <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so, do these things do all these things condition yourself for success and have fun with it and just go and make the most amazing things happen because this stuff really works I promise I love it and I'm so so grateful that I got to share it with you so thank you so much thank you.